Tonight, Survivor Know-It-Alls is brought to you by Hover.com. Domain management made simple. Save 10% on a new domain name when you use discount code ROB. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor no it Yes, that's right. Survivor know-it-alls. It's the night before Halloween, and we've got uh, plenty of treats for you guys and no tricks uh, on Survivor know-it-alls. Uh, and, and and here he is, uh, the man who will I will never vote out for opening his mouth, uh, Stephen Fishback. Uh, Rob, hello. Great to see you again. Another wonderful episode of Survivor. Literally, I would say... Most of the episodes, I can't even think of which ones I have known. I, I ever of this season, I have not known who's going home. That was that was the most poorly worded sentence I think I've yet uttered on this podcast. But the point was surprised again. I mean, you were surprised. Like I was legitimately. I won't say I was surprised that Laura was going home, but I really did not know if it was going to be Laura or Vetus. I could see either of them going home. I was. I, I thought it was a, a good episode. So I'm always tricked when we do these episodes. And and I have to say, I felt like I saw this coming a mile away. Once we started seeing about Tina was going to be setting up her daughter with Vetus, I said, uh, Laura B., no chance. You're, go- you're going home, Laura B. Well, that's what I thought, too. I thought, wow, you know, everything said Vetus and Laura B. screwed it up. But then Vetus was so smug throughout the end, the second <laughs> half of the episode. I was like, there's no way they're going to keep this guy when he's lecturing the women about... You know, everything is like, well, the pride needs its its alpha male line to, to reproduce with. I was like, there's no way that this guy is getting this edit and is going to stick around. Um, so I really thought there was a good chance that Vetus was going home just based on the outrageous things he was saying. I was like, these women have to see through this. Uh, but I was wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about all that tonight and everything that's going to uh, come up after the merge and potentially who could be coming back from Redemption Island. Of course, we'll be taking your questions here live on Rob Has a Podcast. So you know what to do. Use the hashtag RHAP. Send us your comments on Twitter. And of course, uh, leave us your comments on the video uh, on our YouTube channel when you go to robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube and Steven, uh, Survivor Know It Alls, we were up to number two in oh the TV and film rankings on iTunes this week. Runner up, we try harder, you know. That's try that's harder. Makes it. All yeah. right, we'll see. Let's see if we can ever get this podcast uh, to number one on the iTunes uh, TV and film charts. Uh, I mean, it's easy to do. You just got to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you know, download the podcast uh, through iTunes. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes. And of course, uh, when you subscribe, when you leave us comments, uh, that also helps our iTunes uh, rankings. So uh, thanks uh, again. Rob, does, does the, the YouTube, like you're probably 
probably don't know who was number one. They don't have a, a YouTube show too, right? It's not also broadcast on YouTube. Well, yes. If somebody was to compile all of the, you know, but there's a, you know, only YouTube only counts YouTube, iTunes only counts iTunes. There's no, there's no uh, governing body that counts all downloads of uh, Rob as a podcast. But uh, the YouTube viewers could really do us a solid by also downloading on iTunes. Of course, get off your back. Of course, yeah, take thirty seconds. Yes, uh, and and uh, also uh, you, that that maybe a governing body like the podcast awards could recognize uh, such achievement but we'll talk about uh, that another time all right but you guys want to hear us talk about survivor and that is what we're here to do so steven let's talk about laura bonham this is uh, rupert rupert took himself out of this game so we could have this do you think that rupert would have done better question number one hmm well, it would have been tough for Rupert to have done worse because yeah. the first off, the tribe of veterans never went to tribal council. So only if Rupert would have gotten voted off after the switch, he would have done worse. Um, so I don't think Rupert would have done particularly well in this game, but I don't think he would have done worse than Laura did. Yeah. Laura was interesting, you know, because you saw this. that Clearly, she wanted so badly to be a big character. And she said this episode, you know, she's lived all her life or, you know, significant number of years in Rupert's shadow. And this was her in her mind, her coming out moment. You know, I'm sure she was largely delighted that Rupert was eliminated early on and that, and that she could then be Laura. And uh, that attitude obviously really, really uh, bit her in the foot. You know, I think that with a lot of these, uh, these, these family members, they're so much influenced by how their family members have played survivor and what it means to them that it's affecting their own gameplay. It must have been cold there in my <laughs> shadow. It's uh, uh, so very sad for, for Laura. Do you think that Laura made her mark? Uh, can she walk away from Survivor uh, proud to uh, hold her head up high that she, uh, like Rupert, was a Survivor player? Uh, no, 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 she cannot. No, no, she uh, you know what? I, I actually, you know what? In, in Laura's credit, she she was put into a situation where she easily could have been the first one out, and and she wasn't. She wasn't even the first Laura out. So, uh, you know, she well, in that technically, respect, she was the first one out. No, but then she came back from that incredible deficit. <laughs> you know, she hasn't. <laughs> been, she's not out of the game yet, too. You know, all she, she well could say yeah. is. I didn't. Cat got voted out before me. That's the only thing she gets to hang her head on. Right. Yeah. You know, which is not. That's not nothing. She wasn't the first person voted out. Well, she was the first person voted out. <laughs> uh, but she then right. she wasn't, and then, then yeah, yeah. Then she was After the second she was, person. Voted then out. she wasn't. Right. Yeah. No, and you know, like I honestly like. It's hard. She was there for what? I mean, well, she's still in there, but she, she's been there for 17 days. Uh, it, that's something good for her. You know, good for anyone who, who toughs it out in these extreme conditions. And this is what I want to know, Stephen. In the episode, it was portrayed as they came back from the uh, from the losing the challenge. And Laura said, hey, Vetus, I'm sorry. You're a great guy, but we all decided it's you tonight. And this was framed as the reason why Laura went home. She was untrustworthy. She was a loose cannon. In your mind, did that have anything to do with why Laura went home tonight? Oh, wow. You think it had not? Well, I want to hear your reason. I mean, obviously, you know, I feel like I'm being set up to, for, for a fall. Well, what, what are you thinking? I think at the last week, 
once Tina decides, hey, we're keeping Vetus, I believe that the plan is is in the works uh, that we are going to the merge with Vetus. I mean, Tina is setting Vetus up to marry her daughter. Like, uh, <laughs> you think that she's like, oh, I'd love this guy, but it's too bad we're going to vote him out to keep Laura B. Like, I, I think that... It was, you know, I don't think that's how things happen on Survivor, that she makes one comment and the whole thing unravels. And it's like, you know what? Actually, we were going to take Laura B to the merge. But now <laughs> that she said that to Vetus, that's it. We, uh, she's a loose cannon. Like, I don't think well, it was that bad what she said. Tina did have that confessional where she said something along the lines of um, it was going to be Vetus. She did say that it was going to be Vetus until Laura said that. And you have Monica reacting to uh, you know, you have Monica reacting um, to that that statement with with Katie, like, "Oh my God, can you believe Laura? I thought we could trust her, and trust is so important." I believe that they wanted to keep Vetus. I also kind of think they wanted to keep Laura, and I think any player now, you know, 2013 Survivor player wants Laura Bonham in the game uh, before this episode, because until now she's been that sort of passive floater who you can drag to the end. Now, when you have that floater and they're screwing up your strategy, you know, that's when you think maybe I cut this person. But uh, is the ally of Vetus that much better than the floater of Laura? I, I don't know, especially if Laura really feels loyalty to you. The person who I thought really ended up on the short end of the stick here was Monica Culpepper, because I feel like that Tina feels like, and a lot of people called me out in the comments and called it fan fiction, that I feel like there is a strong bond between uh, Tina and her Tina and her daughter and Otis and his brother. And I think it, they're the only two winners in the game. They're the only two people with loved ones in the game. I think that there's no chance that is not a tight foursome moving forward. A lot of people said there's been nothing on the show to indicate that. And I feel like, uh, well, Steve, where do you stand on that? Do you think, are you with the, uh, are you with Rob or are you with the people that think Rob is uh, <laughs> writing survivor fan fiction? Well, you know, I, a lot of people have put forth this theory. No, no offense, not that, not to say that you're not a unique snowflake, um, but I've heard this theory from other people as well that there's this this Tina Aris uh, alliance going into the game. Uh, I, I certainly think we saw Tina and Aris being super tight uh, all on on Galang as it existed, and that as a result, there's this pregame alliance with uh, Katie and Vetus, and that the four of them kind of are are solid. Uh, and you know, one piece of evidence for that is that Vetus really was protected Katie. Um, and then another is certainly the way Tina seems to be protecting uh, Vetus. Um, on the other hand, you know, you, we, have, we have not seen anything to actually support that. And we've seen a number of Tina confessionals where she's been like, I was going to vote out Vetus, but now I'm not. Now, confessionals can certainly be, you know, producer says, you know, weigh the options, Vetus or, or uh, you know, Laura. And you know what you're supposed to give them in that circumstance. You know you're supposed to say, well, on the one hand, Vetus, but on the other hand, Laura. You know, so obviously anyone in that situation is giving the producer what they want. But canonically speaking, I, I see no evidence for it, Rob. Steven, uh, let me give you exhibit A. Tina is setting up an arranged marriage. They are marrying their houses together. The Baskowskis and Wesson houses could be combined in marriage. Do you know what a what a powerful survivor couple that would be? <laughs> yeah, now, now for sure. But that's new. That's new. That's only since Tina has met Vetus. This was not 
you know, they didn't come into this game married. This is subsequent to the, the trial. Arranged survivor marriage. That's huge. Uh, yeah. I am. Yeah. We'll, we'll see that when you marry your offspring off together. I, I mean, I'm, I have gotten phone calls over the last week since I've been talking about this from other survivors who have <laughs> daughters who right. want to marry their house to the Sesternino house, uh, to Boston Rob has, I, has like three dollars. I'm, I'm not commenting on, on who it was that contacted me about this, yeah. uh, but we've had several wow. offers. Uh, uh, Stephen, what did you think of Tina when she's talking about uh, the possibility of Katie and Vetus getting together? And she's like, well, I, whoever is going to marry my daughter is going <laughs> to have to hit her over the head with a club. It's like, what? What is Tina talking about? That's how they do it in the hills. She said she's a hill person, right? Like, that's how they do it there. No offense to any hill people. Hill people. Uh, that's what she said. Like, she's from the hills. She's a hill, hill, hill person. The hills have eyes, Rob. And Tina said some weird things in this episode. She also said, uh, you know, where I, <laughs> well, where I come from, it's nutcracking time. Like, what? Nutcracking yeah. time? <laughs> yeah. The Brad it's Culpepper's nut-cutting time, that she's nut-cracking yeah. time. What's going on with all the nuts on this season? It's been a big episode for, a big season for nuts. We're, we're uh, a cup on Survivor Blood versus Water. Yeah. Oh, my um, goodness. I, I, uh... Let's, let's, was voting out Laura a good move for the members of this tribe? Except for Monica, I think. You think for, except for Monica? Because Monica yeah. I, is the fifth wheel in my fan fiction alliance right now. Right, right. So you think it's good for Tina because it, it, it and, and Katie because it keeps their bond with the Biscouse guy? Yes, for, yeah. for the future marriage uh, okay. to Katie Biscouskis, I yeah. think that <laughs> I think that it was not so so great for Monica. I do want to say, Rob, like in support of your point, I think it's highly likely whether or not there was a pregame alliance. I think it's very likely that before a swap, people were you know told their best allies to look out for their relatives i think it's you know very likely that aris and tina communicated that to each other and then now that vetus is over there he's got sort of safe passage as like you know as vouched by aris and there's every reason to think that aris is doing great over on the other tribe which we know he isn't but you know from tina's perspective there's every reason to believe yeah. that he's still in that dominant and position even going back to pregame like when you watch i don't know if you watched the uh the the special that uh parv did on tvgn where tina is talking about pregame she's like 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 uh she said I would want to work with Aris. Uh, and so she wanted to work with Aris. She's been with him the whole game. Like, there's no reason to think that she's not, you know, moving forward with Aris, especially considering that they're both winners. And I know how passionately she feels about winners looking out for each other. Tina has to feel like that sh nobody will vote for her at the end of the game unless she's sitting next to another winner. Well, we've seen Sandra, you know, she got the double, the double win. I, you know, Tina back, back in the all-stars, you know, for sure. Tina was obviously targeted and that problem, that wound probably, uh, you know, but Sandra hurts. and Tina are very different players. I, I don't think Tina plays the anybody but me, uh, strategy. Well, no, but I mean, in terms of like knowing that you can win again, like that was until Sandra did it, it was sort of like a, you know, considered impossible for someone to win twice against a non-winner, but 
Now we know that's not the case. Uh, anything else with this decision to vote out uh, Laura B. tonight? Did you want to uh, talk anything else about Vetus and his decision that he is going to go from that? he said Vetus uh, explained a lot to me about women tonight because uh, yeah. it's not that women like the bad boy. They like the reformed bad boy. And so, Stephen, I've been thinking, should I rethink my image as the bad boy of podcasting? Yeah, I, you should. You definitely should. We've all been a little intimidated. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm going to soften up yourself? my image. You're so, far, you're so far gone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, have to, we'll think, think about that. If you have any suggestions for me on ways to soften up my image as the bad boy of podcasting, let me know in the comments. All right. Let's talk about uh, the, where there's a little more excitement on the other side of things. And now, uh, here we go. Uh, let's talk about what's going on with Tyson and Otis and what is potentially going to happen after the merge. Now, Stephen, am I talking out of school as if I'm saying that the merge is happening next week? No, I think, I think in the preview for the, the next episode, they said, like, the, you are merged or something, right? I mean, if not, if they, they couldn't have been more clear about it. Okay, yeah. So we, we have this big merge that's potentially looming. And so we had Tyson get everybody together and said, basically, Otis went out to go meditate. And he's uh, visualizing Jeff Probst uh, saying, you're the, you're the winner of the season, uh, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is good. Is, is he visualizing or is he just uh, misremembering? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's bad. You know, I, I've had some some visualized fantasies about Jeff Probst, but never, never the one, never that. <laughs> what one. is Jeff so Probst I, you know, saying to you in your fantasies? It's just you know, there's no words. There's no words being exchanged. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. So so here's my question. I mean, is Tyson moving? First of all, we can all both agree, right? Otis, huge mistake to go off meditating and leave everyone on the tribe alone, right? That's like amateur hour. Well, I will say it is. All right. I know he's your friend. No, no. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, I think it's yeah. That's that's a mistake to leave everybody together as as for um, as long as he does. But if there there isn't there some benefit. To the meditation, Stephen, could would you not? You're doing some backflips here, Rob. You're trying. You're really trying hard. Would I, you not grant that that there is a, is there? You say that there's no benefit to the survivor game to to do the meditation. No, I think certainly like stay. You know, but does he need to go away for that? Does he need to like climb a mountaintop? Yeah, that's and probably wait for, yeah. Wait for the the helicopter to fly over him. Like you know what? You better cut that. Short, that might have been. That might have been uh, a little. You know, a little too much. Uh, you know, like hey, I've like I, I, I. This is a cool shot. Let me get this. Yeah, I you know go take a few steps away, breathe in, breathe out, center yourself, back to camp. That's you know, fair. That's minutes. fair. Um. So now let's talk about Tyson's move because I think that this is the interesting side of this. So Tyson gets everybody together and basically puts all his cards on the table. They do not lose a challenge here, Stephen. Is this the right strategic move? Do you do it the way that Tyson did it? Or do you either start to plant the seeds or do you wait until after the, uh, a challenge is lost? You know, it's, it's tricky because he knows they're going to merge tomorrow, the next day, right? And, uh, you know, you, or he's assuming they're going to merge the next day, which is a fair assumption since the merge is pretty predictable. Um, and you want to have that conversation before the merge because there's a huge scramble at the merge. So even before the challenge, I think it's not a horrible idea to have it. And it also makes it look more less 
it makes it look more like long-term strategy and less like, here's our plan for tonight. I mean, what, what do you think, Rob? I don't know. I sort of go back and forth on this. I was in sort of a similar situation in um, Survivor of the Amazon, where before the merge, I sort of had said with everybody in my group, like, hey, when we get to the merge, we're going to vote. We're all going to vote out Roger and we're going to pretend that the guys are still with them and we're going to have this big plan and we're going to take out Roger. Now, the difference was that Roger was on the other tribe. So I was saying this to my to my group, like what stops anybody? And again, you were dealing with the first time players. Um, but what stops any of the first time players from feeling like, Hey, I feel more comfortable with Otis than Tyson. Let me clue him in on the plan. You know, I think the bigger danger is that at the merge, one of these guys who lived with Vetus for, you know, 14 days goes over to Vetus, you know, you know, you know, Hayden and Vetus weren't an alliance. Uh, you know, Caleb was in an alliance with them. You know, Sierra could have, you know, was tight. And, and Tyson doesn't know those relationships. So for him to be so clear that he's targeting them, that could easily blow up from that angle as well. Yeah, I think it was probably uh, a little overambitious on Tyson's part to come out and sort of like, I think that you could sort of just like talk to these people one-on-one and say, Hey, Caleb, you know, uh, after the merge, you know, I think that the, you know, Otis and his brother are going to be, you know, targets, you know, stick with me and, you know, let's make something happen as opposed to sort of flat out say, Hey, here's the deal. We're getting rid of Otis or Vetus the first chance we get. But the fact is, you know, they do all have this bond of being, you know, not having their family in the game anymore. And, you know, when you're looking at Tina and Katie and Otis and Vetus, you know, you're, you're thinking, I don't have, you probably feel threatened by that, right? You, and you feel very much alone. And I think, like, one of the key issues in being a smart strategist and, and, and survivor is to make someone not feel alone, yeah. right? You want to make them feel like they are taken care of. And I think Tyson's doing that. And, and I Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but also play this out, though. If you're in this group of five, if you're, say, Hayden, and you're like, okay, hold on. So the two of you want to go with the three of us to the final five, uh, and you want to vote out, you you want to vote out your ally. Okay, we can make this work because when we get down to five, there's three of us and there's two of you. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know what Tyson's plan, you know, there is, is there at that point in time. I mean, I know he's probably the best athlete of those five, right? Hayden's a big guy, but Tyson's a better athlete. I feel like if I were Tyson looking at that, if I can get an alliance of five, and especially if that alliance of five feels like they have the numbers, you know, if then I can probably, you know, win myself into the final three. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be with people who think that they have a superior position to you when you think you have a superior position to them. And and if I'm Tyson, I'm thinking that's perfect for me. But do you like this plan? If you're Tyson, are you talking about getting rid of Otis right now at this point in the game? I I think it's good. I'm sure Tyson is super paranoid about being a threat. And I think that's really motivated his actions over the last few episodes. And I think for Tyson to build up the threat of Otis. You know, and, and that actually distinguishes it, right, from losing a challenge and going to tribal council. Tyson is not engineering the Otis vote yet. He is focusing people's attention on Otis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it is a little overambitious right now that Otis is not coming for Tyson. I feel like this is sort of the move to start talking about around seven or eight. And I feel like it's too early to worry about Otis as a, as a threat to Tyson's game. 
seven or eight, he's got his foursome that we were just talking about. And they're, they're unbeatable because they've got bonds of, of blood and marriage. <laughs> I guess so. I guess yeah. so. It's interesting. It's a very interesting point in the game. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, after the merge. So, how do we think this shakes out? Okay, so let's let. I mean, we, uh, somebody was saying that they hope that we can go to the whiteboard, but let's just really quick. Let me let me give you all the parties involved. So we have we have Aris, Vetus, Katie, Tina, Monica, plus. We have uh, the Tyson Five. So uh, Tyson, Jervis, Hayden, Caleb, Sierra. Uh, and then we also have whoever comes back, a mystery person who comes back from Redemption Island. Right. So that's 11. Am I forgetting and, anybody? And, no, and you look at those three people coming back into the game. You've got John, you've got Laura, and you've got Laura. I think they are all breaking for the Tyson side of this. Yeah. Uh, that, that's very interesting. Cause, yeah, because Cat definitely. Oh, I'm sorry, Cat's gone. Uh, so you have La- Laura B. She's she's gonna be pissed at them. You have yeah. Laura M. Who's gonna be pissed? Who's already pissed at Otis? And also Sierra's, you know, her daughter. Yes, and Sierra. Plus they have Sierra, and then uh, uh, then you have John Cody. And do we have any? Uh, I guess John Cody. He only knows. Um, right. Well, I guess he could be pissed at uh, Caleb and. Uh, but he'd also he's a wild card. He could go either. He could go either way. I just seem going Tyson, you know. No, I don't know why. No, yeah. but uh, yes, I would say that I agree with that because Monica is on the other side, and I think that just like uh, all things in a vacuum, he'll go on the side the Culpeppers are not on. Hey, he's still giving the idol thing to Monica, you know. There's still some animosity there, sure. Yeah. So I think no matter how it breaks, I think that that group will have the numbers at the merge, and who knows? That could be it. Okay, so that's how we that's how we see reality. But let me ask you from. How does Otis see things? What does right, Otis question. think the uh, the the alliance is at the merge? It's because Otis has got to think he's got Tyson. He thinks yeah. he has Jervis. Does he does he think then he also has Vetus, Katie, yeah. Tina, and Monica? And he thinks that they're going to vote out, say, uh, Caleb or or Hayden or Sierra. Or Sierra. I think Sierra is a weak sauce of first vote after the merge. You mean, oh, you mean in terms of who realistically it would be or like the obvious thing is to vote out whoever comes back from Redemption Island, right? Like that's the that's the traditional Redemption Island move is to immediately send them back to Redemption Island. Mm-hmm. Did that happen uh, on Survivor South Pacific? Um, well, yes, but not Ozzy. Ozzy comes back and then but he wins. He doesn't immediately get sent back. Yeah, I think that maybe he won immunity. I feel like Jim Rice went back to was was out first. Was that, was that right? I, no oh no no no! It was uh Whitney Duncan's boyfriend. Wait, that was the that was the rocks one, right? Yeah, it was uh or the non rocks, the uh, where Cochran flipped. Yeah, uh, and then Whitney where, Duncan's boyfriend went out, and then Keith, right. and then and Keith. then I think Ozzy must have won immunity. Right. Sure. Um. Oh, he did. That, that is exactly right. Ozzy did have immunity because he should have given it to Cochran. That's that's exactly right. Okay, so um, this is going to be a very interesting episode next week. This is going to be a great episode. Uh, I think so for sure. I mean, Merge is always a great episode. You know, the the strategies, uh, you know, play play out, and especially having the the Vetus Otis uh, reunion will be will be great. Yeah. Okay. The bro Would you down. keep someone around? Would you keep someone around because you're interested in their story playing out? Did that ever <laughs> once in your two seasons cross your mind? Wait. Reason? Well, who do you think they <laughs> let somebody stick around because of their story? No, probes. Probes of the tribal council tonight. He was like, and Vetus. 
What's yeah. your story? And then he's like, Laura, isn't it? Don't you kind of want that story to play out? Like, yeah. But no. I was really uh, a little horrified that I felt like nobody was talking at all about Laura going home. And, and Jeff was sort of like talking about it like it was out there. I feel like, and again, there's a lot we don't see a tribal council, but I feel like nobody was talking about, hey, we're going to vote out Laura because of what she said. And I feel like Jeff was really sort of like leading this uh, this uh, campaign of like, well, let's see, you got Vetus and he's obviously there. But Laura, what's your story? I mean, would you be? what if it was you tonight? <laughs> it really did seem, I think more than any tribal council I can think of, it really did seem like he was like, except for that, that famous Colby one where he argues, he, he browbeats the tribe into keeping Colby. Um, in Heroes vs. Villains. But he really did. He sort of was like, well, if Laura says this, guys, you got to think. She's not trustworthy, right? Like, Laura, you got you to get rid of her. Yeah. He really I didn't was. I think this had anything to do with Laura's trustworthiness. Like, what? whose trust did she violate? Yeah. The whole trust thing coming out of nowhere really did seem like a, a diary room situation. Yeah. Uh, no, because that was Monica's, like, very initial uh, reaction to it. Yeah, that she blurted out this thing. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, Red Eye, Stephen. And so next week, somebody's coming back from Red Eye. Uh, who of these three people at Red Eye is coming back? And uh, tell me, do you think that then the two people who don't qualify will then just be out? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, that's a good question. Is they, are they going to do the single or the double? Definitely one person is going out, but maybe maybe both will be out. I don't know. That's a really good question, Rob. I, I assume both would be out. I think Laura Moret for sure is going back. You know, she's got the fire. That challenge biases lighter women. Um, I think that there's You don't a, think this, a, that this challenge is made for Laura Boneham, Stephen? Re- why? Oh, you were joking. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I didn't get... <laughs> well, you know, she, she's You know what kind of upper aquatic. body strength she has? Yeah. We don't know. She could, she could be good at it. She, she is definitely, you know, she, she's had a, a bad rap uh, because she's Rupert's wife, but I think she's uh, performed somewhat admirably. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. The challenge that we saw in the previous does look like it is the, uh, it is a challenge almost made for uh, Laura Moret. Would not be surprised. She's got to be the chalk pick to come back into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I agree with you. That she's the, my, my pick. Yeah. Come back in. Uh, so, that, so that'll be interesting. And then that could create some problems here for uh, Otis. And I feel like uh, if that is the case and Laura M comes back into the game, um, going back to two weeks ago, does this uh, h- help illuminate this decision of whether it was a good call or a bad call to vote out Laura M two weeks ago? Well, it definitely retroactively makes it a bad call. I mean, you know, he, he did eliminate Culp. She did successfully eliminate Culpepper. Uh, so, we, you know, we can't. We can't say that for sure what Culpepper might have done, um, but it does it does retroactively make it a bad call. Can't can't play that way though. Can't. It's, can't so you're yeah. saying that if Laura M comes back into this game last week, we can say definitively that I was I was right that that was too cute <laughs> two weeks ago. A, a rare time where Rob is actually right no. on some. I, I no, can't agree with that with <laughs> either you ever being right or or that point. Um, it's like it's like in poker if you if you do some long shot draw and it, it hits and you win the pot you weren't right to Steven, make I that I can't call. help it that I see things five moves ahead. <laughs> yeah, you can't you know, see no, look, what I see. A lot of people also you know a lot of people said that that, that was the wrong move at the time. 
I have come to realize that, you know, certainly based on the, the vengeance and the fury with which Laura Moret is uh, under, you know, undertaking these Redemption Island challenges, um, I, it probably was the wrong move for Otis. Prob- probably too soon, a little bit of overplaying. Yeah. All right. So uh, how about the whole sequence with Kat? Kat got a lot of airtime tonight, more so than anybody else on Redemption Island this season. Except, uh, yeah, Candace got a lot too. But yeah, but mostly, she didn't. Yeah, Candace Kat- didn't have like segments. Uh, Candace had like, at, you know, other than in the first episode, we saw very little of Candace's life on Redemption Island and what Candace was thinking on Redemption Island. Yeah, it was um, that whole Cat Caden inter- interchange was, was was just like great because we really saw Hayden mind screw her into uh, into staying on Redemption Island. She was like, "Yeah, I really want to switch. I really, really, really want to switch." And he's like, "Hmm, do you really want to switch? Because maybe you don't really want to switch." He really sort of flipped the script on on Cat there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cat was really all over the place uh, tonight. So, um, yeah. Cat seems uh, very. <laughs> I, I I wonder uh, how secure Cat is about the the relationship here. Yeah, she kept on asking him if he really. You're loves not breaking her up with me, right? You're not breaking. Up. She sounds like yeah. me on a on a date with a woman. Like, uh, you're not leaving, right? You're not. You're not going to break up with me, right? You're, just, you're not. Um, so she seems very very upset. Uh, boy, it, it really would have been funny though had Hayden answered any of these questions differently. Like, uh, <laughs> like you're not going to, like, Hayden, you're not going to break up with me because uh, I, because uh, I lost, right? And you're like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, about yeah. that. Well, we'll see, like, we'll I see thought, how long the relationship lasts. I thought you were a merge type person. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. you were going to be out so early. Yeah. You know, I yeah. won my show. Ooh, uh, I mean, it definitely was would have been the wrong move for them strategically as a couple to bring Cat back into the game. Hayden was like, "So this, you're probably not even going to be on the stage during the finale, right? Yeah, you're probably yeah. going to be. I'll wave it to you. Yeah, um, yeah. This is weird. They'll this definitely like be at the signing together. You know." <laughs> Like I'll see yeah. you at the day of the finale, right? Yeah, because they're doing press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Hayden says, "Who has the better shot to win the game? Uh, to to do that to uh, come back?" And I guess he makes a fair point. And has that been the conventional wisdom? Who has the better shot to win the game of uh, who stays and who goes? Well, I think the idea is that at any point, whoever has not already been voted out of the game has the better shot to win the game because that person is clearly not in a functioning alliance. That's why they were voted out of the game. The only point where this was not the case was the very first two, right, mm-hmm. with uh, Rupert and Laura and uh, John and, and, and Candace. And in both cases, probably the worst player stayed. Hey, so yes or no, will we see somebody switch another person besides Rupert switch with their loved one on survivor blood versus water before the end of the season. I would say no. What do you think, Rob? It doesn't seem like it, but I kind of wonder in a post merge type situation, Katie Katie, Tina could be the one example where they might switch. Well, would Otis and Vetus switch say, let's say, okay. So now after the merge at some point, if one of them was out of the game, is there any scenario where one of them would switch with the other one? I do not see that. Seems scenario. like they have very similar skill sets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, could we see if Laura comes back into the game? Could we see a Laura Sierra switch? 
I can see that. I can see a mom switching for her daughter, you know, without a doubt. I definitely can see that. Yeah, she if it's like a puzzle, doubt. especially yeah. that we've established that the two daughters suck at basically <laughs> yeah. everything. Uh, but the moms are actually quite feisty. So we could see that. And, uh, you know, especially, I mean, it's unlikely, though, you know, for either of those girls to be voted out before their moms because their moms are much bigger threats. Yeah. Uh, total... Uh, total confessionals for the season for uh, Katie and Sierra. Are we over seven yet? Sierra has a ton of confessionals. Sierra's got one every episode, at least one. Um, she always gets like a, a confessional. What does she say? Today she said um, the thing about, well, none of us have loved ones, so we're all going to trust each other. I think she was the one who said the thing about how strange it was that Tyson brought up the alliance. She talks a lot. Okay. All right, I'll yeah. have to, and uh, they're usually very astute observations. She's she's on point. Okay, but Katie, yeah. Katie talks less, but but it, it, infrequently. I Katie does not have a lot of of, of talking. All right, but but her husband Vetus is doing all the talking. Yeah, exactly. Okay, he's the alpha male in that in that pride. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh of male and female uh relationships on Survivor, Stephen and I have a uh a, a big treat coming uh this weekend, and it's not all the candy that Stephen picks up. Uh, we're going to be speaking with uh oh, yeah. Linda Holmes from NPR's uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour. She wrote a blog. She wasn't happy with the way that uh, gender roles are being treated on Survivor. She wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago about how uh, sexism is slowly killing Survivor. She's a longtime Survivor fan, and Stephen and I are going to be having a conversation with her uh, over the weekend. I'll probably have that uh, up for you guys uh, either Saturday afternoon or Sunday. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. She, well, she is a big-time podcaster as well. Oh, wow. We can, we can get some tips. Yes, we could get some tips. How do you get yeah. to number one in TV and film? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so Stephen, what is it? You want to uh, you want to get to some uh, questions from our uh, amazing audience? Heck, heck yeah, Rob! Let's heck do yeah. it. Let's all roll. Right, let's, let's do it. All right, so uh, here we go. Let's let's bring in Scott St. Pierre, who has been following all of the all of the questions uh, very closely all night long. So uh, here we go. Here's question number one. Stephen, take it away. Uh, Rob, um, Nick to something wants to know, is the fact that Tina and Katie never being brought up a, is the fact that Tina and Katie never being brought up a sign that whatever she is doing is working? I guess who is the she, the Tina? I think either of them. Yeah. I say yes. Yes. The fact that nobody is talking about voting out Tina and Katie, I will say that this is successfully (laughs) working for them. It does, you know, Tina and Katie have very solidly put themselves in, in an alliance, and it does not seem like Vetus, Laura, and Monica are, are ever saying, hey, what about one of them? They're a pair. Let's get rid of, rid of one of them. So, you know, kudos to them. Okay. Sure. Here we go. From Megan Z, is it purely a coincidence that the only two pairs are the two winners? Uh, I think this is a coincidence, but what do you think, Stephen? Well, you know, based on your theory of pregame alliances, it is not necessarily a coincidence. Um, if Otis and Tina had a pregame winners thing happening, and the, you know, then they were sort of each looking out for each other going into the game, and that also sort of let Vetus look out for Katie and Katie look out for Vetus, it's not a coincidence because uh, you've already got someone sort of having your back, but more importantly, you already have a loved ones having your loved ones back. Very important. Otherwise, there's a good chance Katie might not be. For there. the record, Stephen, I have never said the words pregame alliance uh, in talking about. Otis and Tina. Oh, okay. Let, I, the, I just let the record show. 
I said in the pre the pregame special hosted by Parv on uh, the great TVGN network. Uh, that's redundant. But uh, they, Tina said, I want to work with Otis. And she said, I want me and him to go far. And then she forgot her daughter was sitting there. So oh, this is awkward. Do you, do you mean the great TV guide network is redundant because it's just, you know, it's great. <laughs> yes. Well, I called yeah. it the TVGN network. I say, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, and then Otis also wanted to work with Tina. I, you know what? Y- y'all are transparent. We know, we know what you're doing. You know, we've seen it a thousand times before in your pregame interviews when you're winky winky about who you want to work with and Russell, ooh, maybe I'll work with Parvati. I've always wanted to work with her. We know. All right. We know. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I don't think it's it's crazy that the two winners want to, you know, keep an eye out for each other. I think it's a good strategy. Right. And it's not crazy that they would call each other beforehand. It's not. It's it, it's look, it could happen. But, you know, you could call a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, let's see. Brickface wants to know if John comes back, who do you think would become his number one target? Um, Monica, obviously. Um, Monica, Monica Culpepper. She's he's anti Culpepper. That's the one thing we know about him. See, I made it, I, I had a theory that with Candace and Brad Culpepper out of the game, there is nobody to tell John to stop giving the immunity <laughs> idol clue yeah. to Monica. I was thinking the same thing. He's and like stuck on his last, his last instruction. There, there is nobody to t- tell Monica to stop burning the immunity idol clue. So we are just in this endless loop that's never going to end. <laughs> I was thinking the same about, about John. It's like he's got no idea. He's like a good army man, right? He's like, I'm just going to follow orders. He has his order and he's going to do it. It's like, he's like a robot. He's like, I robot. Can I make one more analogy? And I don't know. Did you watch Lost, yeah. Stephen? I watched the first two seasons. I okay. No, I want to say that the Biskowskis brothers are uh, Jacob and the Man in Black. And uh, I know that you that, that you don't know who that is. No, no idea. Uh, but uh, it works on a, on a lot of different levels. So if you if you guys were Lost fans, that you could you could have that. Um, and I would love to talk about it more at length at another time. All right. So, uh, uh, Choir Matt says, uh, is there a rule about destroying your puzzle after Jeff checks it? Two weeks in a row where uh, someone had used John's completed puzzle as a reference. All right, this is interesting, Stephen. Uh, and we got into the a little bit of survivor morality discussion of what is cheating. Uh, Stephen, do you think that Laura, do you think that Laura Moret is a cheater? Now, let me say to you, Rob, that this was a tactic I used repeatedly in Survivor Token Chains. And I was repeatedly called out by Jeff. In fact, during our Final Four immunity challenge, I had an argument with him about it. He was like, Stephen Fishback cheating off JT's puzzle. I'm like, is it cheating? Is it? I literally asked him, is it against the rules to do this? And he was like, it's cheating. I was like, but, but can I do it? Is it against the rules? Like, he was like, well, if you're gonna, if that's the way you want to play the game, Stephen, like, yeah, that's the way I'm gonna play the game. Yeah, what did Jeff um, say? I, uh, I wrote down what his uh, quote was. This time he says, "Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead." He says. Uh, Nothing wrong with looking at the next. Uh, well, nothing wrong with looking next door was what he said. So that is not what he said to me <laughs> yeah. ever before. And numerous challenges in token chains. What, what, what a hypocrite! What but a hypocrite. that is exactly what I said when I used to have the uh, neighbor who uh, was an exhibitionist. <laughs> it is all right. Yeah, uh, I think that it is completely legitimate. It is a game. Survivor is the game, though. The challenge, you are not there to play the challenge. You are not there. You are not cast in order to win a challenge without looking. You are there to win a very long game. Sometimes that involves throwing a challenge. And if if looking at someone else's challenge gets you one step further in the game of Survivor, then you are doing the right thing. So in your mind... 
Laura Moret, okay. not a cheater. Not at all. Anything that is not explicitly against the rules. And I do think that there are some things explicitly against the rules. Like people who like try to sneak fire, like like matches in, like I think that's actually cheating because that's like actually against the rules. When the did that ever happen, Steven? <laughs> or anything. You know, you hear all the time about people uh, wearing an extra pair of underpants. That's cheating because the rules say you can only go within with X amount of clothes. Yeah. But uh, I think that if it's not specifically against the rules, it is not cheating. Okay. All right. Let's go from uh, Bobby Lewis. You want to take this one? Bobby Lewis. It was genius that Hayden was trying to think. I was trying, to, was trying to say that he was thinking long-term with Kat. Got her to not ask for the switch. Okay. I agree. I, we, we, we both agree with you, Bobby. We, we both thought uh, Hayden did a good job there. <laughs> very, very good job. I will try, I will try the Hayden Moss tactics with, uh, with Nicole sometime soon. Next time she wants me to do something, uh, I'll say, yeah, but what would be best for us long-term? Uh, I'll say, okay. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, but Nicole would not say what Kat said. Uh, well, Parvati tweeted that that she, you know this was good good strategy for dealing with women uh, to ask that question. Okay, well I will try that tonight, and I will let you know how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see from uh, Deck Seven Two Five. Did Cat and Hayden's discussion about switching at Red Eye in front of everyone help or hurt Hayden's game? Uh, what about Cat's gushing assessment of Hayden? Likeable can be dangerous. Okay, this is interesting. Did Cat uh, screw things up for Hayden, or did he make him look like a mensch? I thought the first discussion where Hayden was talking about being in a solid alliance could have been bad because he has to say he's in a solid alliance. And then people start wondering who's his alliance, so he thinks he's so safe. But I did think all of her nice things helped him because people want to trust someone, you know. And if she, he kept on talking about how trustworthy and honorable Hayden was. I think that's good. What, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, I don't think she uh, hurt his game at all. I think she made him look like a pretty good guy. So I, I will say that no harm done to Hayden's game from Cat. Uh, Sarah Freeman wants to know: Does it make sense for Katie Tina? to keep Adas Vitas together to take the target off them. I think so. I mean, yeah. that Katie and Tina are not in the Tyson five. So yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. I think we've got a big war coming between the the Tyson five and the oblivious, uh, or I guess the, the couples, uh, the whatever plus is left. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that the couples plus Monica don't know about the Tyson five. Right. So unless something somebody tips them off, then th this is going to be um, e easy pickings for the Tyson Five if they strike next week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They get one good vote, and then they they better make it count. Well, let's pretend. Um, okay, let's let's talk about this. Uh, let's pretend Otis or Vetus goes home uh, at the next tribal council. Okay, you have right. a preference. Who you want to pick, Otis or Vetus? Uh, Otis, you know, I think Tyson's really been fixated on Otis. Okay, so Tyson boom. really gets fixated on these on these guys. He's the same thing with Brendan and Token Cheens. I, I mean, I, we didn't really see it with uh, in Heroes vs. Villains very much, but he just really wants to take out the dragon. A leopard can't change his stripes, Stephen. It's very, very true. <laughs> um, by the way, Monica is in such a great spot with that couple's alliance. Like, is she being handed a victory? Because if, she, if it is that five, you've got Tina and Katie, Monica, Otis and Vetus. At the final, you know, at the final five, both are going to want Monica as a swing vote. Whichever one she goes with, she ends up in the final three with a couple, presumably, and the couple splits votes. 
It's not a bad spot to be in. It was a trickier spot when there used to be a final two. Uh, that's that was the old uh, Big Tom spot in Survivor All Stars, and uh, it yeah. didn't didn't go well for him there. But in a final three, that's a good spot to be in. Um, yeah. So uh, Vetus and Katie, Tina and Monica are left from the from the group of four, and then the Tyson five plus Laura B. Then uh, is their next move? Do we see a paganging then of the uh, of the couples plus Monica? I don't think you keep a group. I don't think a, a group that fractious would stay together for a full pagong. I think you get you take out one or two of the couples. Suddenly they're not a threat. Then Tyson's a big threat. Then Hayden's a big threat. Well, that, see yeah. that, but that's why I think it's a bad move for Tyson because now we have this fractured group. Of then you have these new players, and then you, you know Hayden and Caleb. They could be going back off with Vetus. You got Tina and Katie. They could be going back with Monica. Maybe pulling Laura B and Sierra over with them. Like I think it just becomes a cluster F uh, after that. And I think you keep more order for at least for a while by keeping Otis in the game. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard, Rob. It is really hard because. You know, you you also don't want Otis to sort of cakewalk down to the end, and you do have to take him out, you know, before it's too late. You don't want but, to cakewalk, uh, but you also don't want to send all of the pieces off like, uh, you know, you know, pool balls after the break, going, you know, to every which way, and then sooner or later, people are saying we got to get rid of Tyson. If that five is solid, though, if that five of the two, you know, the how two solid couples, could it be? Well, you, you we think the two couples are pretty solid, right? Yes, but That's there's four votes right but, there. Because yeah, the couples. I think the couples are solid. I don't know how solid the Tyson five is going to be. No, I'm saying if the other couple, if the other side is super solid, you have to be as solid as they are. You have to be. The, it's always the case that the more solid group is the one that wins the game, right? Like yeah. we've seen it in like in uh, certainly in Survivor uh, Samoa, uh, not Samoa. I'm sorry, 23 uh, South Pacific when uh, you know. Also in Survivor Samoa, actually, whenever there's been sort of a face-off, it is the more tightly aligned group that is able to come out of that. And I think, you know, if you're Tyson and you're looking over at Vetus, Otis, Katie, Tina, and then Monica, assuming she's tight, like really is strong with them, you've, you've got to go in at five. You don't have a vote to, to miss there. Okay. Uh, we'll see. This is going to be very, very interesting. All right. A couple more questions. Uh, Alex Photoopolis wants to know, are the girls just making excuses for not voting out Vetus because they like him like more than a friend even? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? No, I don't think that's I think, the case. I think they're making excuses because they want to keep him. I don't think it's just because he's like sexy hot. I think it's also because of the whole Otis thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think to, to a certain degree, they're looking for reasons to vote out Laura or Kat. Vetus says he's really in touch with the uh, feminine energy. Hmm. Yeah, I have never once in my life been in touch with the feminine energy. Well, I mean, at least once. I'm the least. <laughs> I've had the least contact <laughs> with the feminine energy. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Brian Scally wants to know: with the move of Tyson turning on Otis being telegraphed for so many episodes, is it becoming increasingly more likely that it is what will actually come back to screw Tyson? Uh, that's hmm. interesting because he's like it's just like it's like the rule of survivor editing when something is over uh, over determined that it's inherently going to blow up in someone's face. I, I kind of feel like this to me feels a lot more like Boston Rob and Russell from Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Like I feel like it's coming down the pike, but I don't feel like it's necessarily something that's going to blow up in Tyson's face here. Okay. Like I think he'll uh, make he'll 
um almost like a like a game of thrones type thing i think he he could potentially kill Otis, but i feel like that the pieces that are left could come back and take out tyson I have felt like both the Skowskis brothers, starting in the last episode or two, have really been portrayed as a little bit cocky. And I certainly felt that with Vetus this episode with some of his quotes about the lion and the pride. And Otis for sure when they have him off meditating and visualizing and then everyone else is working against him. So from a purely editing perspective, I think they are being set up as the leaders to take a fall. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do one more question. This is from uh, Mich- Oh, uh, from J uh, Duel sixty nine. Hey Scott, it'd be cool if Stephen could answer Aaron's claims that she would have won against him. Uh, Stephen, do you do you know Aaron uh, Lobdell says that uh, if you guys were in the final two, that she w- had a great shot to win? I'm delighted she thinks so. It means if we went back in time, she would take me to the final two, and I would cream her. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't a real question. Uh, let's take one, one more. Uh, Michelle Dola. Uh, Michelle, you, you should, you should, uh, Michelle Dola wants to know, do you think any of these loved ones have made a case to become a returning player in a future season? Good, good question, Michelle. All right. Well, I think right now, I think it's uh, the Vetus is probably number one in the power rankings. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we, Culpepper. Oh, Culpepper. That's good. Uh, Vetus, Culpepper. Uh, anybody else making a strong case right now? Um, who else? Let's run through them. I, you know, Sierra, I think she does give good confessionals, though she hasn't really done anything. Um, you get Vetus, you got Culpepper. Caleb. I, I think Caleb's got a shot, too. I think the Colton so. thing hurts him. Colton thing definitely hurts him, although they might cast Caleb just to, like, spite Colton. <laughs> no, that doesn't spite him. I think that's a, He can live vicariously through Caleb. I think, yeah, I think yeah. right now Culpepper or Caleb or uh, Vetus are the only two people. What about, what about Hayden? I think Hayden is a, he has a chance. Hayden hasn't really done anything yet. Um, Are Hayden and Kat going to be on the amazing race? I would be surprised. If they had done better or if Kat had done better, I should say, would they be cast in the amazing race? Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's possible, but I don't think, I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I can see it. All right. Uh, Steven, uh, the, uh, very good questions by every, by everybody here. Um, hey guys, thanks very much. Yep. Steven, uh, you have a minute to talk with me about the Hover.com? I would love to. Yeah, Hover.com. They are they make domain management uh, quite simple. Uh, who could use... Which one of the survivors could use a website after tonight? Uh, well, Lord Monum. Well, you know, Kat, you know, looking for a boyfriend. No, she doesn't look for a boyfriend. She needs to... That she needs to... Uh, uh, Hayden. Hayden's looking for a new girlfriend. No, He's looking for a close no. girlfriend. No, yeah. Uh, that they have to, they need a, maybe they need a cat and Hayden.com to sort of like, just like let everybody know this relationship is safe and secure. And I think that would sort of send a message to everybody that how secure this is. Yeah. Or, or, uh, you know, Laura Bonham needs self classes and self-control. <laughs> yeah. Vetus is going home.com. Uh, that, yeah. they, that yeah. was, that website is under construction. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so hover.com, they make domain management uh, very simple. They do not try to ever upsell you, uh, to try to spend more money than you want to, to get a domain. They just want to get you what you need and none of the other stuff. Plus like, uh, all of these hidden fees and, and privacy and all the stuff that you don't need, uh, on, 
on Hover.com. Plus, they have a no-hold policy when you call them up on the phone, so they have an outstanding customer service as well. So uh, go ahead, and next time you need to register a new domain name for your small business or blog or uh, whatever website you want to come up with, uh, check out our friends at Hover.com and save 10% on your new uh, website registration uh, when you use promo code ROB. How about that, Steve? Oh, you know what? I, I was trying to register a domain today, actually, and I was using R-H-A-P. I couldn't remember what the no, promo code No, that's just R-O-B. I know I guess we got so many, prom- so many different promo codes for you guys, but yeah, R-O-B. Yeah. Uh, and Stephen, the big news uh, this week, Rob as a podcast is nominated for not one but two uh, podcast awards for 2013. Woo! Yes. Uh, Stephen, thanks, thanks to pro- uh, a, a lot of help from you, Rob as a podcast is nominated for best video podcast of uh, 2013. Oh, yeah. I- and as well as uh, best produced podcast of 2013. So oh, thanks to Jessica Frey and Scott St. Pierre. No, 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 no. They give me all the credit that I. Okay, thanks to you. I yes, mean, thanks, thanks to, to me. Yeah. No, uh, no, we do get a lot of help to produce uh, Rob as a podcast. So uh, the nom- the voting will open up for podcast awards on November first through the 15th. So you could vote uh, once a day for those uh, 15 days. And Stephen, uh, I I know you know about this. What we're working on is if we win a podcast award, we want to have the first ever survivor roast of uh, of yours truly. Wow. That sounds really fun. And I'm really excited. Do you have a lot of have material? A lot of mean, I have a lot of mean things to say. Yes. Are you are you uh, are are you accepting uh, private messages and tweets from people who uh, have material to make fun of me? Yeah, that'd be great. Please tweet at me any you know all of the many things that Rob. I'm going to be overwhelmed, Rob. But, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, things to to roast Rob with. Please, that's a great that's a great idea. All right, if you want to if you want to see a bunch of survivors uh, make fun of me, uh, then you know what you need to do: vote once a day for podcast awards starting on Friday. All right. Great show uh, is coming up tomorrow. We're going to talk to Kat, exit interview time. Uh, we'll talk with her about everything, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll find out that everything is good with her and Hayden. And then uh, later on, I'll talk with Eric Reichenbach on the oh. Survivor Interview Podcast. Plus, uh, I will be taking your voicemails. So uh, get them in tonight, 323-282-RHAP, or go to robazawebsite.com slash voicemail. And uh, our friend from the Who Done It Podcast and Miss Survivor, Kurt Clark, will be joining me to uh, listen to your emails. Wait a second. Kurt Clark is Miss Survivor? No, no. He helps okay, us okay, okay. tally the oh. votes. Uh, by okay. the by, the way, Stephen, uh, Kurt Clark, uh, that if, with his vote tallying skills, he's made this uh, this offer to us. We can do on Wednesday nights a uh, Survivor Know It All's poll question Uh-oh. of the week that we can uh, then we could poll the audience and get an answer the next day. Uh, so like think who are, who are it better? Who wore it better? That's right. Which Laura? <laughs> which Laura should have gone home? So uh, yeah, we can okay. we can set that up uh, starting uh, next week if we wanted to. Oh, that sounds. I love that idea. Yeah, very fun. All right, Stephen, who's getting a fishy? Uh, I am giving it to Tyson because I think it's the right move, and because I want to. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Uh, who gets a sesty? Uh, I guess you give it to Laura Bonham. Uh, I didn't think that what she did was that was was that bad. Yeah, it's easy to give it to the person who's voted out, Rob. 
Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. I know. Um, all right. Well, Stephen, th- thank you so much. Check out Stephen's uh, blog on people.com uh, tomorrow. Uh, follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen Fishback. And uh, we will, uh, lots to do tomorrow. Going to be a fun day. Happy Halloween. Make sure you check all of your candy for razor blades uh, before you eat anything that you get. Lots of, lots of razor blades out there. Well, you're super static right now. Yeah, you you're know just right now. You sound like you're at the end of long moment. Yeah, I know that. Well, that uh, we'll end this podcast uh, as we started it with technical difficulties. Stephen, take care. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.